This is the Coffee Commune podcast, where the coffee community comes to collaborate, showcasing today another of our Coffee Commune members. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Coffee Commune podcast. My name is Rehan. It's so great to be here today with Jack Adlish, the uh, Joint General Manager from Maltra Foods. Jack's been in the industry for a long time, and I'm super excited to, to have a chat with him and, uh, and hear his story a little bit and talk a little bit further about what they do at Maltra Foods. Jack, so great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Ray, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Um, so you, you've been around the industry for a heck of a long time. What does, what does Maltra Foods do? Yeah, so I've been in the industry for about 20 years now, since 2001, actually. Um, Maltra Foods, uh, we're very proud that we're an Australian-owned business. Um, with Australian family owned and uh, have all our manufacturing plants in, in both Victoria and in, in the Gold Coast. So we've been a very, I think, important partner uh, for the coffee industry for the last 25 years. And uh, we were the ones that founded the Acadia brand of products, uh, which we're renowned for, like the chocolate and the chai that you see in the cafes uh, each day. I think I think you um, can't go into any cafe without seeing an Arcadia product in, in like probably 80% of cafes. It's crazy how far the reach is. What do you think has been the secret to Arcadia being so well-received in cafes? I think one of the cornerstones of, of uh, our product, or particularly the Arcadia, Ray, is that uh, we try to work out what is the flavour profile. We're all about taste. So uh, we love to make sure that when people have our product, they love it and they want to come back for more. So I think one, one of the cornerstones is, is being able to have a product that people love and enjoy and love to, to, to taste and come back for more. So I think being very fortunate also to have the right partnerships. I think uh, going back, I recall many, many years ago, we produced a hell of a lot of product and with our partners, we're able to um, get it out to the market, and it was it was a hell of a time, and really proud of that. With the, was wouldn't be able to do it without them. So you're essentially product manufacturers, right? You actually create the product from scratch, from from raw materials and ingredients. Yeah, spot on. So what we do is we we manufacture the products on site. Uh, we go to a plant in Victoria, which uh, focuses on dry powder food and beverages. Uh, like I said, the hot chocolate and chai. And we have a plant in Gold Coast where we manufacture as well. We create the recipes. And that one is based on a, a liquid uh, platform. And uh, the syrups go hand in hand. They're Australian made for the coffee industry. So hazelnut, vanilla and caramel. Uh, the benefit is it's made in Australia, which we love. That's super cool. So were you always with Maltra for the 20 years you've been in the industry? Or so did you sort of find your way there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I did find my way here, but I have been here for 20 years. Um, my background is actually in pharmacy, so delivering uh, great therapeutic medicine. Pharmacy. Uh, so uh, <laughs> so uh, it's a bit of a change, but Sl- it, it slight change. Yeah, me. I'd say so. <laughs> well, it, it's helped me because, in formulation-wise, it's certainly helped me develop um, a lot of range of different products and help the R&D department to create them. So I think um, it's a very far-reaching industry, very different, but um, I've also, um, you know, related to some of the, uh, the original owners, so uh, I've kind of had to, had to make my way in it. So um, what is it about this that interests you the most? Is it really getting down and formulating new things? Is that what excites you? 
Well, it's a great question. I get excited about um, developing new products, new ideas, following awesome trends that happen in the market around the world and trying to bring that to the coffee industry in Australia. So the coffee in Australia is, is, you know, I think the Italians think they make the best coffee, but Australians do it really well as well. <laughs> so, so I think being able to bring it here is excite, it excites me every day to produce something new for our, for, for our network and for our partners. And um, that, that, that's what we love. And that's what gets me up every day. So you, you said you follow some of the some of those trends around the world. Is there anything exciting that you're seeing out there that maybe isn't in Australia yet that could be something we see in the next five years? Ooh, I, I asked some good know. questions. I mean, look, over the journey, there's been like uh, amazing. Um, I can't answer today of what is essentially is happening, but I know some of the key products of today is Smoothies have been coming and going for many years now, and we're hoping to forge a way where you can have, you know, indulgent smoothies together with maybe new functional materials or something healthy. So I think that the trends are, you know, slowly developing into a bit more health-conscious consumers. Um, but essentially, you know, with, with the chai products, that's how we created it. It was a trend that came from overseas, from the USA, that made its way here. No way. Um, that was from the USA? Yeah, man. I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have thought. Because everyone complains about the U.S.'s coffee culture, and they're like, oh, coffee in the States is eh, it's, it's a bit average. Yeah, no, no. They're, they're, look, uh, the Americans as well as even some of the Europeans, but Americans are certainly up there with producing some of the best products, best tasting experiences you'll ever have. And I think they set a bit of a benchmark, to be honest, in a lot of cases as well. They're very good at what they do, and yeah, you've got to certainly follow those trends. What sort of does your everyday look like in terms of operations? What is it that you specialize in the most? Well, look, one of the key, for any business, one of the most important things is to have really good people and culture. It's something that you, you, you keep having to drive every day when you come into the office. So uh, from that perspective, you're living and, and, and driving it on a constant basis. But my day, you're asking me how my day is every day? Or, uh, well, you know, I come in and, you know, I have a countless tasting sessions with the team uh, downstairs in research and development. It's exciting. I've got one after this interview, actually, to, to taste some new products and innovation. Can, can you give so, us a sneak peek? What are you going to be tasting? Uh, yeah, I get the nutrition products uh, based on um, actually soy, hmm. the new soy product. Okay. Unrelated, unrelated to this industry, but it's, uh, it's, it's certainly, you know, it's, it's, it's basically just trying new things every day, uh, coming up with uh, trends and, and what the customers would need, collaborating with the staff uh, pretty much on a daily basis uh, to, to, to create new things. So it, so it sounds like you're pretty hands-on with uh, on the product side as well. You're not just sort of overseeing everything, but you're actively involved in product development. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely involved in product development now, probably more than I was last year. But um, yeah, it's still exciting. Maybe delegating would be a, bit, would be a good idea. <laughs> and give up <laughs> all the soy here. tasting? Why? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. So could you just give us like a, like a bit of a rundown on the range of products that you manufacture? Ray, the, the business actually started on making um, cocoa-based beverages, so anything with cocoa in it. 
for hot chocolate was the first product we made back 25 years ago for the, the coffee industry. Actually, it's a funny story, but the way it all started, mate, no, no seriously, is we put uh, drinking chocolate in a boot and you just fly up all the way up to the countryside and visit all sorts of distributors and literally just, you know, there was, you know it, was, it was much harder back then, but that's how it all started, uh, selling to the local distributor and also having a little cafe that we had many years ago and starting it up there and then growing it, just not to be in a cafe, but all around Australia. Um, so the benchmark was the Cocoa Base. And then uh, from there, uh, our range includes a chai latte, uh, so um, uh, then includes frappes, uh, so cold products, hot beverages, uh, includes uh, smoothies, syrups, granitas, chocolate sauces. I love the chocolate sauce stuff. It's great. Yeah, you get to taste it on vanilla ice cream. I love it. And uh, even um, soft serve ice cream powders through, you know, good automatic machines uh, that you see around the country and parts of the world. So the range is really extensive. But one of the things we do do uh, is we try and customise what we do. So there's no one, um, I guess, uh, solution for one customer. We're not we're not solving one one problem. We're solving different customers who have different problems on a daily, weekly basis. So uh, that's 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 what drives us. So it sounds like it sounds like what you're really doing is uh, providing a, a way in for someone who's got a really great idea and wants to launch something. You're quite, kind of providing the manufacturing know-how about how to get that product developed and created. Spot on, spot on. You should be in this industry, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, hundred percent. We 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 take we take all the information. Uh, we try and bring our mantras to bring products to life here. And so you come up with an idea or we come up with an idea. We use our IP and knowledge that we've created over the last many years and we help solve the, the customer's challenges with creating that product and bring it to life. So I'm, I'm super curious about the production side of things. Like I, I've been in production a long time and I, uh, I love process and things like that. Could you walk us through, say, what it takes to create, I don't know, let's say I want to create a powdered turmeric you know that's going to go yeah. as a health food something or the other what do you need from me as a customer that wants to create a powdered turmeric to go into drinks the first thing i'd ask is um you know how much volume you're going to buy containers no just kidding but i'd, I'd firstly i'd ask uh, you know what you want out of the product do you want it to be organic do you want it to be uh gluten-free do you want it to be vegan friendly i'd ask uh, you know do you want it halal certified so I'd ask more questions about the product firstly and we'd sit down in the room or like a podcast we're sitting today and then I'd take those notes. I'd bring it, uh, I'd find out what sort of pack formats you want, how do you, uh, when do you want to launch it, what's the time frames, are you serious or not serious? Um, and then I'd bring it back to, to, to my team. Uh, we would then either we'd, we'd create the product for you, organise a, a proper chart or gang chart of when we'd want to launch it. But what's what's it, from a manufacturing perspective? It, it's not so easy because what the conversation you and I have, somehow we need to make sure that the product you get in your warehouse is exactly what we've agreed on, exactly what you've approved. So not only do we need to make sure we know what we're doing, but we have to make sure the people on the floor and all the key stakeholders that manufacture the product have to execute everything from the type of pack format you've chosen uh, to the to getting your product. To meet your deadline 
So there's a lot that goes into it, a lot of cataloging. Um, and it's quite, it's, it's an interesting, people don't realize when they see the product physically, how much work and how much effort goes into creating these products. It's, it's, it's incredibly uh, challenging at times, but very rewarding when you can, when you can see it on the shelf. So um, what are your facilities like in terms of manufacturing equipment? Like how do you take something that's a raw product and turn it into a powder? Yeah, so what we do is... Um, uh, it, uh, obviously, do... I'm not asking for your secrets. So if there's anything no, you can't no, tell no, me, no, that's no, cool. No, no, there's no secrets. It's uh, What we do is we, we make sure that we work with our R&D department. They create the products. They create the formulations. We will then go on the back of... of putting everything together based on what we've created. And that's as simple as that. We, we, we make sure that we create it, we get it approved by the department and it's manufactured within our facility. It's a state-of-the-art uh, facility um, uh, that is able to make sure that we you know, get consistency with the product and we deliver the same product each and every time that you order. So uh, yeah, it's very important with different pack formats depending on what you choose. That's very cool. Sounds awesome. So, um, you, can and, you can come and visit anytime, mate. I, I will definitely be coming to visit. I am a geek. In. I am a geek for manufacturing. I love equipment. I love machinery. I just want to see what's going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have you over. I'd love to have you over anytime. What's in store for the future for you uh, in the next sort of five to 10 years? Where's Multra Foods heading? What problems are you going to be solving for people in the future? I think I think we we as a business need to keep uh, relevant and uh, keep focused on making sure we're ahead of the trends. Um, I may have mentioned that before. Uh, keep creating more products uh, and therefore ultimately create more value uh, for the coffee industry and also for the cafes. Uh, making sure that they've got products that they're proud to to have in their in the cafe uh, and making sure that they can be successful. I mean, it's been a a really, really tough time in our industry. For the last 24 months, we've been having shutdown, lockdowns, particularly in Melbourne and Victoria and obviously recently in New South Wales. Uh, you know, Queensland and, and WA have been really sheltered from what it's really like to be closed down. Uh, of course, there's been challenges, but what we want to do is we want to make sure that industry is successful. And uh, when they felt the pinch, Ray, we felt it too. So it affects us the way it affects that whole industry. And we hope that it recovers as fast as it can and uh, but our our job is to make sure that we keep creating more flavors, keep creating more products um, to drive new opportunities for them. A bit of a question on creating products. Is that really led by industry to say these are the products that we want? Or do you kind of take charge on that and go, we think these are going to be really great products? Yeah, great question. Um, yeah, look, it's probably a combination of both. Just because something works in the US or any parts of the world, uh, it doesn't mean it'll work here. So I think it's a very, uh, we take a uh, collaborative approach uh, to launching products. So I think it's a combination of both. I think we need to make sure that we have that working relationship to make it all happen. So we, we want to instill that on, with all our customers. Very cool. Very cool. I'm running out of questions to ask. I, uh, I, is there any question that you wish I had asked you? Uh, look, uh, look. One of the one of the cornerstones for us, uh, I think, in any business, I think one of the most crucial things, and I think I may have mentioned to you before, is 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 uh, you know being a family business. I think we'd love 
Uh, we love to attract good people, good culture, uh, best people in class. Uh, a lot of our, some of our staff have actually worked in the coffee industry, so we have them on board. Uh, it's not that we don't want to have them here; we do, and we want to make sure that they love their job and they want to they want to join the the Maltra family, so to speak. So when you come here, you join us and you have fun. And, um, and I think that's one of the things that uh, we're really proud of here. And we're really we're very grateful to this industry, to be honest, that it's given us so much more than what we could give back. Very cool. It sounds like um, sounds like it's not just about putting a product out there, but uh, but being an integral part of part of the the coffee industry and the hospitality industry. Yeah, definitely. And I think I can't, I can't underpin. You know, I mean, I've met the most amazing people in my journey of twenty years, and I get to meet you today. But like it's. It's it's been fantastic, and I would never look back. I think it's been the most dynamic industry. Um, you just have to ask Phil where he's been and what he's done, and and all the um, the challenges and all the accolades he's received. So I think it's a credit to him as well. Okay, so you've touched on culture a few times, like within your business and within the industry as well. I'm curious to know a little bit more. What makes good culture for you? I think uh, I think. Culture is, in my opinion, is about bringing everyone together. I think it's bringing everyone, uh, the leadership team, uh, the managers, we're all in it together. I think uh, uh, we, we try not to have uh, in our business and, and try to limit their shame, uh, blaming and shame someone else. I think it's all about uh, working in, uh, together, not just one silo. You know, you're not just pigeonholed in one department and you can't come up to another department easily and approachable. So I think it's really important that everyone, it's, it's about unity. It's about having the same goal. It's about having the same objective and everyone goes on that journey together. And I think if we don't have that togetherness, some people can fall off or you lose those individuals. So what we want to do is want to try and make sure that the communication is right between departments there's so much that goes into it, and I think uh, to have a more happy environment, happier business, and um, you know, it's an easy it's an easy way uh, for staff to be attracted to something like that. You know, nothing worse than having even a bad boss and not looking after your best interests. You know? <laughs> so, like a growler. So, I think that's something that every business needs to keep focusing on and driving those sort of behaviours. And I think um, that's what I'm referencing to. Absolutely. And um, I think it sounds like it sounds like communication plays a big part in that. Um, you, you mentioned that, you know, people need to be able to, to speak interdepartmentally, that they... <laughs> Sorry, I, did, I thought I did turn it off. My that's quite all right. Very, I'm glad, I'm glad it's not me relevant. for a change. Usually it's my phone it's going very, off. <laughs> it's very Sorry. I was saying like interdepartmental communication. You, you said you want people to be able to communicate with each other, to talk to be, each other, to be able to approach other other departments and members of the leadership team. What is good communication to you? What does that look like and how do you achieve it? Well, that that is, you know, I think if you look at any business, uh, one of the most difficulties is is that, that communication piece. You've got so many different communication pieces now. You're tied to your phone. You've got emails constantly going back and forward relentlessly. You've got um, countless meetings, Zoom and, and so forth and Teams that are that are relentless. I think I think communication is being able to identify uh, what people would like from you, what you'd like from them, and then just it, it's not just internal communication as well. I think it's also communication between you and the customers, 
and you and the suppliers because everyone goes on that journey together. So I think it's a combination of everything and knowing that people are important and knowing that if you if you are open about um, where you want to go and the importance of communication to not let any of the web down, so to speak, that's important. So you just got to keep driving it and understand why it's important. And, and if it's not, if it doesn't work out the way you want, what are the ramifications of it? What are the consequences? Do you drive good, better behaviors or not? Do you have any um, any rules around communication that sort of streamline things for you? Yeah, yeah. Don't blind CC me on everything. <laughs> um, oh, look, you want to be able to have etiquette with that, with the, with the way it's communicated. The rules are make sure that it's documented. Uh, make sure that the relevant people know about it. You know, make sure that if anything's, we try also to have a safe culture. It's not just about people, it's about safety. In manufacturing, you need to be safe. Uh, you want to you wanna go into your factory knowing you're going to come back safe uh, to your family. So I think it's one of the important things that is really, really paramount for us and any manufacturing industry. So we want to keep driving to make sure, you know, that you limit um, any workplace injuries and all that sort of stuff so it's it's there's a lot of stuff that goes into it it sounds like there's there's some cool stuff happening at Maltra. for anyone that <laughs> wants to get in get in contact with you what's the best way to do that uh best way to do it is uh just contact sales at multrafoods.com and contact my team otherwise you can try and contact me on via linkedin i'm always pretty re- um, pretty fast and responsive so feel free to touch base with me then as well. Okay, we'll make sure to add all of these contact details to the show notes. We'll link them and we'll add your LinkedIn there as well. Thanks so much for being on the show. It's been amazing to talk to you. I've had a lot of fun. That was that was awesome. Um, looking forward to talking to you again. Thanks, Ray. Thanks very much. I appreciate your time as well. Thank you for listening to the Coffee Commune podcast. Remember to subscribe and rate this show wherever you're listening. 